Welcome to The Scientist Speaks, a podcast produced by the Scientist Creative Services team. Our podcast is by scientists and for scientists. Once a month, we bring you the stories behind newsworthy molecular biology research. This episode is brought to you by 10X Genomics. 10X Genomics builds solutions to interrogate biological systems at a resolution and scale that matches the complexity of biology. Their rapidly expanding suite of products, which include instruments, consumables, and software, has enabled customers to make fundamental discoveries across multiple research areas, including cancer, immunology, and neuroscience. While T-cell immunotherapies effectively battle certain cancers, many cancers do not respond to these treatments. To find solutions to this problem, researchers use modern genetic techniques such as genome-wide CRISPR-based screens to enhance the anti-cancer immune response and increase cancer cell susceptibility to treatment. Nikki Spach from the Scientist Creative Services team spoke with Sidi Chen, Assistant Professor in Genetics and Systems Biology at Yale University, to learn more. Cancer immunotherapy enlists a patient's own immune system to identify and combat diseased cells. These treatments include administering engineered monoclonal antibodies, CAR T-cells, immune checkpoint inhibitors, or cytokines. Immunotherapy saves lives. However, only a portion of cancers respond positively to these interventions for various reasons, including that some cancers can downregulate the immune response. Researchers like C.D. Chen seek to improve current treatment strategies. The cancer immunotherapy has been a revolutionary for cancer treatment, and you can see patients surviving late-stage melanoma, late-stage lung cancer out of the clinic of five years plus. That's unheard of, but it only helps the small fraction of the patients. The larger field is very actively trying to adjust the unmet need for the non-responsive or refractory patient population. Our goal is certainly not only to make tools better, but also finding therapeutic targets or new treatment options, new treatment strategies. Chen combines cancer immunotherapy research with the emerging field of gene editing via CRISPR technology. CRISPR systems shuttle nucleic acid-cutting enzymes to specific sites in the genome via guide RNAs that are complementary to target sequences. Once enzymes cleave their intended nucleic acid strands... Cellular repair mechanisms attempt to repair the breaks, which can create knockout mutations. Researchers have eagerly adopted this technology for gene repair and mutagenesis. Chen's team uses CRISPR in a novel way to make pooled libraries of individual mutations in cells or in mice. These libraries contain from tens to hundreds of thousands of unique guide RNAs. With a single experiment, his team may find mutants that slow cancer progression or enhance treatment responses from gene edits made rapidly in vivo a strategy that is far easier and faster to develop than creating a series of transgenic mice with targeted mutations. In vitro, it's like cells in a dish. You can get sophisticated by culturing two or three different cell types, but they're not in the right temporal or spatial or tissue context. The biology of in vivo is closer to the real biology in the physiological setting. So we strongly prefer to do in vivo screens uh, whenever possible because it gives you the right context where the true biology is happening. The cells would receive physiological cues 
either from neighboring cells or from the vasculature or from the molecules inside the body. But you can't do it in human body, so you better use an animal model. Making one transgenic mice takes a really long time, from months to many years. But you don't need to make a mouse for uh, each gene. So you don't have to make millions and millions of mice, but you can edit millions and millions of cells and then put it back into the animal. Making millions of mice is near impossible, but editing tons of cells is absolutely feasible. And you can do it routinely in the lab now. By doing so, you're creating many, many different mutants in the same time. And you let the system select for the mutant of your interest. For example, in our in vivo screens, we tetanize either cancer cells or uh, immune cells like T lymphocytes. And we let these thousands and thousands of the targeted mutants to play in vivo. Then we sequence out which have become enriched and which have become depleted and which is unchanged. By doing so, you can identify the gene knockouts that have major influence in the phenotype you're looking at. Initially, Chen's team performed CRISPR screens on murine-naive cytotoxic T-cells to identify important negative regulators of anti-cancer immune functions, such as infiltration and degranulation. Chen's team infected T-cells with a pooled genome-scale CRISPR library via lentiviral vectors containing single-guide RNAs that targeted over 120,000 mouse genes. Next, they transferred the cells into mice with triple-negative breast cancer tumors. After a period of time, they harvested the tumors that regressed in size and sequenced T-cells in the tumor microenvironment to identify T-cell mutations that had a positive effect on immune cell infiltration. In the future, researchers could use this approach to develop immunotherapies that block negative immune system regulators and enhance T-cell killing of cancer cells. Next, Chen's team moved their genome editing into mice and performed a direct in vivo CRISPR screen to form genetically engineered mouse models called GEMS. We are directly mutagenizing the animal's healthy tissue. So we are mimicking the natural process of tumor progression. So we are one step ahead in terms of closely recapitulating the tumor progression process in order to give a better model to mimic how therapeutic responses is happening. And the other advantage of this genetically engineered mouse model is that they have the right tumor microenvironment because they were induced in vivo. The CRISPR guide RNA library induced liver tumors and additionally targeted the mouse versions of the most frequently mutated tumor suppressor genes in human cancers. The primary goal was to see if any of these mutations increased susceptibility to immune checkpoint immunotherapy, which enhances immune cells' cancer-killing capabilities by blocking mechanisms that dampen their responses to foreign invaders. As with other immunotherapies, many cancers are resistant to this strategy. Scientists could make better treatment decisions if they knew which mutations led to favorable outcomes. After inducing the liver tumors, Chen's group treated the mice with immune checkpoint-inhibiting drugs and measured their response. They found that a CRISPR-mediated knockout of KMT2D, an epigenetic regulator responsible for modifying histones, increased responsiveness to anti-PD-1 immune checkpoint treatment. It's unfortunate to lose this gene because of the tumor suppressor. That's why it's really prevalent in a diverse patient population. And on the other hand, through the CRISPR-GEM screen, 
we identify this as uh, one of the major modulators of the immune checkpoint, BOK. Uh, everything has two sides. Looking at the positive side, in our opinion, losing this protein actually makes the tumors more sensitive to the immune checkpoint, BOK, for a number of reasons. For example, it changes the chromatin landscape and produces a different set of cytokines changes transposable element activity, and it changes the DNA uh, mutation status. The more mutations there are, the more sensitive the tumors is to immune checkpoint blockade. And they also change the cellular composition of the tumor market environment, mostly in the myeloid population. So through a, a set of complex inferences to both the tumor cells and the immune cells, loss of function of KMT2D actually make the tumor more sensitive to the immune checkpoint blockage of treatment. Chen also developed a novel immunotherapy called multiplexed activation of endogenous genes as an immunotherapy, or MAGI. MAGI manipulates the immune system by upregulating foreign tumor antigens with CRISPR-A, a version of CRISPR that delivers transcription activators that enhance gene expression to target sites. CRISPR-A guide RNA libraries amplify cancer cells' non-self signals that are often inadequately presented or lost during malignancy. In animal models, we have seen surprisingly strong in vivo efficacy by the CRISPR activation or MAGI approach against cancer cells in multiple tumor models that are aggressive. Cancer cells can evade the immune attack by lowering the expression of the cancer antigen. But with CRISPR, we can force them to express. We can put in a guide RNA library uh, that can augment the expression of thousands of those new antigen encoding genes. And therefore, we are shedding lights on the cancer cell to light them up, to make them so bright that the immune cells can clearly see the differences. Oh, these are cancer cells and the others are not. And then thereby come in to wipe them out. Chen first transduced cancer cell lines with a genome-scale CRISPR-A library and injected them into mice. Mice that received the CRISPR cells either formed very small tumors compared to untransduced controls or did not form tumors at all. He also injected the CRISPR-A library directly into established tumors, which decreased tumor volumes and increased T-cell infiltration into the tumor microenvironment. Combining direct injection of CRISPR with checkpoint blockade therapy completely regressed established tumors, while prophylactic vaccination with the CRISPR-A library resulted in completely tumor-free mice after tumor induction. The immune cells clearly found their enhanced targets. Guide RNA libraries are easily customized, which opens the possibility for CRISPR precision medicine. To explore this concept in his animal model, Chen sequenced the exosomes of mouse tumors and developed MAGI that targeted tumor-specific mutated gene sets. This therapy induced robust immune responses in mice with cancer that made them go into remission and resist additional tumor challenges. Using these CRISPR systems to identify predictors of immunotherapy response has important implications for patient stratification and clinical decision-making. Finally, Chen hopes to make Meiji treatment possible in humans by making it more affordable and easier to manufacture.
by developing off-the-shelf version, meaning we can make it once and then that would be suitable for a subset of patient population or for specific disease rather than one patient at a time. It's a big advancement that we are working towards. For listening to The Scientist Speaks. This episode was produced by the Creative Services team for The Scientist and narrated by Nikki Spotch. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the latest edition of our Laptop podcast, where we explore CRISPR screening and induced pluripotent stem cells to understand neuron stress. Find the episode at www.the-scientist.com slash episode 2 Please join us next month as we discuss mapping immune system tolerance and resilience to better treat infectious diseases. To keep up to date with this podcast, follow The Scientist on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.